Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Things are going to start happening to me now. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 7, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 776 of the Biden-Harris administration, 609 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable, Bob Seska, no other words in there. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And oh, look, sit right over there. It's Buzz Burbank with the news. I know, I know. You said it all. Good day. I know, but it's just two minutes. It'll be over soon. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking someone, about. Well, someone concerned about the length of the monologue. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Issue your complaints to Buzz Burbank at buzzburbank.buzzburbank. At North Pole, yes. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. He's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we've been asked to vacate Frogmore Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been that book. Yeah. Uh, Trump told a CPAC convention on Saturday. Did you watch any of this? Did you see any of the CPAC? Uh, of course circus? I did. Yeah, I'm well, an aficionado. Yeah. Well, Trump told the uh, CPAC convention on Saturday that he will stay in the race even if he's indicted. He told the crowd, quote, I ain't done criming yet. <laughs> did he do that? Did he use I, crime as a verb? I, criming, yeah. Crimin. I think it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a street, <laughs> okay. street lingo. Right. Uh, a presidential hopeful, Ron DeSantis, meanwhile, was campaigning in California Sunday. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he showed up at the Reagan Library to, you know, remove some books. Of course he did. Of course he of course. did. And, and uh, this is good. As Tennessee Governor Bill Lee was about to sign a new law that bans drag shows... Mm. High school pictures surfaced that show him wearing a dress. Wow. Now, this, this could be bad for him politically, but on the plus side, he's just been elected prom queen. <laughs> it's about it's time. Nice, nice dress, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, George and Kellyanne Conway are, are finally getting a divorce. Aww. And uh, it's, it's sad and interesting. Uh, their kids have asked the court to place them in the custody of normal people. <laughs> On a, on a flight, I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, on a flight from England to Scotland, a man took a middle seat. This was a viral video. A flight from England to Scotland, a man took a middle seat and proceeded to eat a full rack of barbecued ribs. Middle seat, full wow. rack, barbecued ribs. This, of course, deeply upset a fellow passenger who was just trying to trim his toenails. 
so gross. And I would be one of the people in that row, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep. And and Chris Rock, Chris Rock finally talked about getting slapped at the Oscars on his Netflix comedy special Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, word is Will Smith got up and slapped his TV. All right, here we go. Brand new week with Rocky Mountain Mike. He long runs his Twitter like a clown. He thinks that he is Jesus. Because he likes his fame. And he let in every Nazi here in town. my money He lost a lot they say Spends his days making Cars that blow up on the motorway Come on! <laughs> yeah! Oh, really? hey, it's done already! Ah, oh, yes! Caught me Rocket. off guard there. Rocket Mountain Mike. <laughs> Rocket. Uh, Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter. Yes, go yeah. follow him right now. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. All right. So where do we begin? Yes, we're going to talk about it's- Elon Musk and Twitter in a little bit. That that song, that particular song parody from Rocky Mountain Mike, super duper appropriate for what we're going to talk about with regard to Twitter oh, in, a, in a bit here. It, it sure is. They're barely keeping the lights on over there. And speaking oh my of God, lights, yeah. I, I, think, I think our opening theme today is uh, the weather, which is, Bob, it's dark out there. <laughs> it is dark, yeah. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not talking about the weather. Yeah, we have to talk about this, I don't know what you would call it, holy war against trans people in this country. Uh, We're going to discuss Michael Knowles and what he said at CPAC about eradicating transgenderism. But, you know, before we get into that, on the the social media note, Mm. uh, just a brief announcement in terms of my Instagram. I've decided to do fewer videos every week. For some reason, I bit off more than I could chew. I said, you know what? I'm going to do a new video with every episode of the show. And for some reason, it never occurred to me that oh, shit, you know what? I do four shows a week. I can't do four videos a week to go with each one of those goddamn shows. I just don't have the time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to scale back to just a couple of videos as far as promoting the show, and then if I do more videos, silly ones, fun things, I'll just throw those in as we go. Uh, Unboxing videos and so on. Right. It'll be a special occasion like that. I've determined that flooding the zone with videos may not be the best (laughs) thing for the algorithm, and I'm certainly not going to chase that goddamn meta algorithm it'd be a waste far, of time far be it from me to tell you how to do your job but i, I want more hats yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun oh my god thank you for that that was so unexpected last week in case you're unaware in case you're just joining us last tuesday we were talking about i don't know what we were talking about but i said you know what i'd love to be a national park service we- ranger yeah. yeah, and then uh, I said, well, you know why I'd like to be a National Park Service ranger? And I said, well, of course, it's the hats, the Smokey the Bear kind of hats. You know what I'm talking right. about. Right. With the, the yeah. flat brim and the sort of the pointy top on it. Well, <laughs> fast forward to what was it, Thursday or Friday? Fr- Friday, yeah. Friday. I, I should have gotten there sooner, but I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Friday you got the hat. Buzz Burbank sent me a, a a National Park Service hat. Actually, not one, but two. One was kind of a fun 
the Smokey the Bear kind of hat. It wasn't officially right. a national park. So you have to become a ranger in order to get one of those things for real. I see. But you also sent me that great baseball cap, which actually had the National Park Service logo mm-hmm. on it. And mm-hmm. I fully intend to wear that whenever I go to, to a, a national park to fool people into thinking that I actually I, belong there. <laughs> I know you're not a great hat guy, but I thought you'd like that one. And I thought you might even like it bicycling. I don't know, you know if that would be the kind of thing you'd wear while biking or not. But, um, uh, well, no. But, I mean, I... I wear a helmet while bike riding, as we all should, oh, Buzz Burbank. Well, of, of course, yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. Uh, and and uh, but but the Mountie hat, the the the, the yes. park ranger hat that I yeah. got you, that Smokey the Bear wears, also worn by its exact same hat as uh, U.S. Park Service. Uh, Canadian Mounties and uh, Army drill sergeants all wear that same hat. Oh, that's right. So you know yeah. what? I could also be Sergeant Hartman. I go, what's your, I what's have, your name, fat body? Yeah, I could do that. I, I, I could play I, that guy. I've, I've set you up for at least three Halloweens. <laughs> That's right. And a whole bunch of Instagram videos. It's like right away when that thing arrived and I unpacked it out of the box, I was like, Okay, well, I think I've got my Friday video now. And so that's what I did. So uh, it's on Instagram. If you want to see the hat, you have to go to my Instagram. It's, uh, what the hell is my handle over there? The Bob Seska is my handle. And uh, it's the Friday video. So if you scroll down or however you get there, uh, look for the Friday video. So, but thank you for that. I thought that was very funny and very thoughtful of you. So I appreciate it. And you know what? Honest to God, the uh, National Park Service baseball cap is absolutely one that I will wear. I mean, that's a quality yeah. item. I mean, I was kind of joking about the fun party hat that right. you know, looks like the Dudley Do-Right hat. But uh, the baseball cap is something that I am seriously going to wear when I go places. Well, yeah. I know I know your love for the Park Service and particularly the, the Civil War uh, memorials uh, and, and sites. I know yeah. your uh, fondness for those. And so I knew that was very sincere. It, it, it's a fun show business gift to give you the funny hat. Yeah. But, uh, you know... No, I wanted you to have something nice too, because you, your your love for those things is real. I'm going to do actually a series of videos for Instagram coming up where I list my ten favorite spots on the Gettysburg battlefield. All right, that's definitely one I'm going to do, and I'm going to wear that hat. I'm going to wear that National Park Service hat. Just again, again, I just want to trick people into thinking that I actually work there, (laughs) so I can give them sarcastic, stupid answers to their questions. Are we stalling talking about the depressing stuff? (laughs) Yeah, we kind of are. But no, this is, in all seriousness, this is something, as you well know, we've been talking about on this show for some time now, starting mainly with Matt Walsh last year. You remember talking about Matt Walsh going after some of these Uh, hospitals and universities that do gender-affirming care and uh, provide that, in some cases, to minors. He went after these doctors, these hospitals that provide that kind of care, misrepresented what goes on, and then that suddenly becomes an entire menu of state-level laws passed by Republicans or proposed by Republicans in some cases, not passed yet, banning gender-affirming care across the board. On Thursday's show, we talked a little bit about this, some of the states that are doing this. For example, uh, Tennessee, also Kansas, Mississippi, South Carolina, they're all proposing bills. There are many others to ban gender-affirming care. Now, Before we talk about the specifics of what Michael Knowles said, while we're talking about gender-affirming care here, I was not surprised at all 
to discover yesterday, Buzz, that there are numerous people, some of them claiming to be on the left, who didn't know that in order for minors to receive gender-affirming care, anyone who's under the age of 18 to receive gender-affirming care, you need a couple of things to receive that care. One, you need parental permission. And this is a hard, cold fact of the situation. And all you got to do is reference the American Association of Pediatrics. Here's what they say at the AAP. Even in states where minors may access care without parental consent for mental health services, contraceptions, sexually transmitted infections, parental or guardian consent is required for hormonal and surgical care of patients who identify as transgender. The parents are involved. Yeah, I don't care what Michael Knowles or Matt Walsh or Tucker Carlson or Ben Shapiro says. That is reality. The other threshold for minors to receive gender-affirming care is they have to be diagnosed by physicians as mm-hmm. suffering from gender dysphoria. Yeah, There has to be a diagnosis before there can be a treatment. So it's not like 15-year-olds are walking into hospitals saying, hey, look, can you give me a gender reassignment surgery? I'm just a kid. I don't have any money. I don't have the permission of my parents. And, and I haven't talked to any other doctors yet, but can you do that? And they say, yes, come right in. No, that's the fiction, that's the bullshit thing that Michael Knowles and all these demagogues are trying to foist on their audiences. And of course, their audiences buy it up because their audiences are so already indoctrinated into that disinformation bubble. So once you, and as we've established on the show many, many times, once you set up that bubble, you can feed anything you want into it including, oh, yes, you know what they're doing? They're mutilating children against their will or they're against the will of their parents. Litter boxes in schools. Yeah, none of that. Oh, my God, don't get me started on that. But (laughs) none of that is actually going on. So, again, you need permission, you need diagnoses, and obviously you need to be able to pay for it. You know any 14-year-olds in today's healthcare marketplace who can afford that kind of crap? I don't think so. This is reality we're talking about here. Transition can be insanely expensive. Oh, yes, yes. And by the way, between, I want to say between 2017 and 2021, there were approximately 50 of them. Hardly any nationwide as far as bottom surgeries, top surgeries. So this is the reality. But the fiction that we're hearing about now is torn directly from the worst chapters in human civilization. Absolutely. And when you see this, when you see guys like Matt Walsh talking about, literally talking about his struggle against trans people, when I hear the word struggle uttered by an authoritarian like Matt Walsh. White male. uh, Yeah, I go right to the German word for struggle, which Uh, is what? Can can you name the German word for struggle? I don't know it. It is Kampf, as in Uh, Mein Kampf. My struggle. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so that's the setup for all of this. That's just up to this past weekend. May may I jump in here? Yeah. Uh, This is for the benefit of people who are like me or are like I used to be. Before I joined this show, Bob, I didn't know who Michael Knowles was, who <laughs> Matt Walsh was. For that matter, I didn't know who Ben Shapiro was. Yeah. And and because 
I hadn't heard much of anything about them, certainly not in mainstream media. I, I considered them peripheral figures. You, you have educated me over the years that uh, th these people have huge followings, and uh, you, you've brought an airtight case, I think, today uh, to the notion that uh, these ideas become Republican laws. Yeah. And, and uh, the, so the very concept of eradicating uh, transgenderism uh, is is headed in that absolute direction. Yeah. Don't feel badly if you don't know who Michael Knowles, Matt Wash, and Ben Shapiro <laughs> are. Just know that they are terribly influential in a most dangerous sort of way, and that's what makes their names relevant. It took me a while to learn that. Some of you listening already knew, but for those of you who are listening, uh, who are these guys? Uh, trust Bob. Uh, they're important, <laughs> even if you even if you never hear about them. Yeah, these guys are Daily Wire uh, podcasters. They belong to the podcast network called The Daily Wire, founded by Ben Shapiro, and they all happen to be in the top 20 in uh, news commentary, politics, news and politics, on all of the podcast platforms. These are immensely popular commentators, demagogues, as the case may be, and they are quite popular on social media as well. I mean, Michael and, Knowles himself has nearly a million followers on Twitter. And even that would have been fine if it weren't for the fact that what they're saying is now becoming law. That's right. And so the thing that I think about, Buzz, is I go back 10 years or so uh, to James O'Keefe and his videos about Acorn, right, right. which were selectively edited, debunked in many cases, and... It didn't stop the Republicans from legislating ACORN out of existence. ACORN no longer exists because of those James O'Keefe videos. Similar thing happened with Planned Parenthood, where one of James O'Keefe's friends or acolytes did that series of Planned Parenthood videos in right, 2015 where they were saying, yeah. yeah, Planned Parenthood was selling fetus parts on the black market. That was debunked by something like 26 or 28 state attorneys general in many red states as well. It, it was edited, and e even though it was shot with a briefcase camera. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and, and so what was really happening is Planned Parenthood was donating fetal tissues to research laboratories that were researching Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and things like that, searching for a cure. And the only money that was exchanging hands was in exchange for shipping those materials, which right. if you're shipping biological material, it's a little bit more expensive than popping something in, in at FedEx. You know you're going to need some styrofoam, some dry ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but these are items, this is material that would otherwise <clears throat> literally go to waste when instead it could be used to save lives. So as a consequence of that, uh, the Trump administration paved the way to allow the states to defund Planned Parenthood. And that, right. of course, happened. Uh, myriad red states passed laws defunding Planned Parenthood in those states. And that was all a consequence of the James O'Keefe adjacent videos about Planned Parenthood. So right. then you, you get to last year. And Matt Walsh, which we've covered here on the show. Matt Walsh screaming about gender-affirming care. What happens in the wake of that? S whole series of laws, as we were saying before, whole series of laws banning gender-affirming care. So now you get to Michael Knowles, another Daily Wire podcaster, who says at CPAC, for the good of society, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level as I said in my uh, Instagram video yesterday, 
what kind of laws are going to follow that? What are they going to do? How are they going to legislate that? What they're trying to do is legislate trans people back into the closet, making sure they can't live their lives as they want to live them, even though they are doing nothing that harms anyone else. It is an utterly harmless thing to do, to transition, to identify as a trans person. I still fail to understand how this is negatively affecting Michael Knowles. I mean, I know for a fact that demagoguing this shit is great for ratings. And I think that 99% of why he does it is for that purpose alone. It tweaks his fanboys, and then they give him more money, they buy more merch, they subscribe to his things, and that's how that operates. And it's Mm. all on the backs of demonizing trans people. And this is the other, I think, side effect of this buzz, is that politicians set the tone for the people they lead. They tend to still, yes. Yes, uh, especially at the presidential level. But even, you know, we look to our political leadership to kind of give us a sense of what we should be doing and where we should be going. That's what leadership is all about, right? Right. Mayors, governors, floor speeches on Capitol Hill. Right. So whether you're talking about political leadership or media leadership, things like that, we're talking about a group of people now who are giving tacit permission to their followers to continue to engage in the bullying and the physical attacks. And... The demonization at the personal level. So who's going who's gonna to suffer because of this? Well, it's obvious. The oppressed group that's already oppressed to begin with. This yeah. is literally kicking while someone is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, take, to, to choose a group already oppressed because of either the color of their skin or how they dress... To, to demonize them in that way, uh, yeah, is very, very much Germany, 1938. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, we're we're back there again, and and it's hard not to make that comparison anymore because the comparisons are are so stark. The 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 the, the comparisons are so close, and and not just in this area. Oh, this is what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. in so many areas, we're seeing this fascistic. Uh, turn uh, at the state level and and uh, among federal politicians as well. Yeah, Carl Charles of Lambda Legal right. said this to Rolling Stone about Michael Knowles. He said, uh, he is advocating that trans people should not be free to live their lives with dignity and autonomy like Mr. Knowles presumably does. Instead, they should be relegated to non-existence, carrying on in secret and shame and living a lie for the rest of their days, which he must realize will mean some trans people opt not to do. And then uh, trying to, I don't know, uh, explain what he was talking about, Michael Knowles later said, nobody's calling to exterminate anybody because the other problem with that statement is that transgender people is not a real ontological category. It's not a legitimate oh category God. of You don't exist. of being. Yeah. He's saying they don't exist. Yeah. There are They peop- do but they don't. Yeah. There are people who think that they are the wrong sex but they are mistaken. They're laboring under a delusion. So trans yeah, people are all delusional. So this is a, they, don't, they don't know but he knows. Yes. This isn't a matter of gender dysphoria. This is a matter of delusion. And so we need to correct that delusion, he said. 
So what, re, what we're re-educating people? Is that what we're doing, Michael Knowles? Is that the word yeah. we're going to use? I don't think so. Is he going to like it better uh, when, when, they, when they have to stop dressing as themselves? Is he going to like it better that, that he won't be able to tell who's who anymore? And right. then will they need to tattoo numbers on their wrists, perhaps? Uh, where does this go from here? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I said. It was just like so seldom do either of us, I think, ever go down that road of you know invoking Nazis and Hitler well, and rail cars and extermination. I mean, uh, a few years, just a very short time ago, we would have sounded crazy and wrong to say such things. And yeah. and we in no way uh, compare what has happened so far in the U.S. to what uh, utterly no. happened, ultimately happened in Germany. We're not comparing results here. We're comparing the run-ups. And the run-ups are very, very much the same. Whenever demagogues start going after groups of people for who they are, and saying, oh, you know what? They're not a legitimate category of They're being. deluded, yeah. They're, they're just mistaken. They're laboring under a delusion. And so we need to correct that delusion. Correct that delusion. How do you intend to correct that delusion? And the word delusion is even wrong. I mean, as right. I said a second ago, there's no delusion here. See, that's, that's what's screwy about this. They're, uh, they're downplaying what this means to so many people is just by blowing it off as being, well, they're just fucked up in the head. That's all. Right, yeah. You're otherizing people who did nothing to you. And, of course, the response from people like Michael Knowles will be, well, they're having their children... What? No. They go back to the, the, uh, the gender-affirming care. They go back to what they're calling genital mutilation and all the rest of it. I think what they're trying to get across is... If people, if there are trans people, then everyone's a trans person potentially. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it erases all of these gender lines and gender norms. And in a sense, it kind of does erase gender norms. And I think that's part of the idea behind, uh, you know, establishing new nomenclature and so on. I think this is simple progress. Well, this is not yeah, a matter the, of, yeah. The, the new nomenclature is to recognize that which already and has always existed. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we've decided in many circles to stop pretending that uh, that's not real. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, it, it is real. It's always been with us. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. You know, wait, we have people here who want to make decisions. They, they think they know what's best for a trans person, and the trans person doesn't. This is, this is big government. This is fascism. This is telling you what you can and cannot be, how you can and cannot dress. Right. Uh, and and uh, whether it's uh, voting rights or this, I mean, uh, every step Republicans take these days is headed in that very historical direction. So what are we going to do? We're going to start arresting people who identify as trans? I, I don't understand how he intends I, and, to do this. And they'll have to because I think uh, many uh, trans Americans are out enough that they're not going back. I don't blame them. I, I don't think I would. I think I would... I mean, everybody makes their own decision, and and uh, but but I some will fight, uh, some will comply, I suppose, but many will die of suicide 
uh, and uh, as if that were not already a problem because of the hate and lack of understanding that already exists. Well, one of the things that's going to happen for sure as a consequence of this is there will be new laws mandating that transgenderism is no longer acknowledged as a thing. Like, yeah. uh, you know, in... Uh, Do- documents and, and state level mm-hmm. legislation and so on. They're going to say, well, you, if you mention, tra- you can't mention transgenderism in any of that. You got to keep are, it out. Yeah. There, there are 46 proposed laws right now. Yeah. Uh, in over a dozen States, uh, all aimed at the trans community. Yep. Uh, uh, once again, Republicans solving a problem that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And one of the laws we should talk about in this context, especially It's called SB 254. It's a newly proposed bill in Florida. And what this bill would do is it would not only grant the state the authority to seize trans-identifying children from parents if they receive treatment for gender dysphoria, but to seize kids if they are merely at risk of receiving such treatment. Oh, boy. This is a bill by, uh, I, I want to say, maybe State Senator Yarborough. Uh, treatment for sex reassignment. Granting courts of this state temporary emergency jurisdiction over children present in this state if they are at risk or are being subjected to the provision of sex reassignment prescriptions or procedures requiring courts to consider specified conduct as unjustifiable for purposes of determining jurisdiction in certain proceedings, defining the term serious physical harm for purposes of warrants to take physical custody of a child in certain child custody enforcement proceedings, providing that the courts of this state have jurisdiction to vacate, stay, or modify child custody determinations made by a court of another state under certain circumstances, etc. So the legalese aside is we're going to send child protective services after parents who would dare to indulge their trans children by providing them with gender-affirming care. And then it's off to the school board meeting to say that parents know best. Yeah, right. Um, Florida's ban on gender-affirming care for transgender youth starts next week. Doctors who violate the rule risk disciplinary action from the Board of Medicine. That starts here. And, and damn it, Hamburger Mary's is closing. <sighs> That's there, a, uh, a yeah. Describe what that is, Buzz. It's a uh, it's, a, it's a, a drag restaurant, a, a hamburger place. A, a couples go there. People love it. It's in. They have drag entertainers. I believe the wait staff is is drag. Uh, I, I drive by the place all the time, and I've always wanted to stop. I saw some photos from inside and saw like normal looking couples sitting at tables in a brightly lighted room having lunch and being entertained by a drag performer. Uh, it's a national chain. I guess started in San Francisco. We used to have three of them here in the Tampa. Bay area, and now uh, the, the the last of them is closing, uh, and and it's because of the atmosphere here. It's because of what's happening here. Laws already taking effect, and more on the books to address a problem that isn't. How soon do you think, by the way, we're going to find out that Michael Knowles has a collection of Manolo Blahniks in his closet? <laughs> I'm just throwing that out I, there. I, I don't not, even know what that is. I'm not saying anything. That's a brand of uh, designer shoe. For women, ah, yeah, yeah, I see. Fa- funny you, funny you should know that. <laughs> That's right. I've got a whole collection myself. They make them in size thirteen. I had no idea that that was even possible. <laughs> oh wow! 
Oh, shit. Okay. So lots more to talk about here. Right. Um, Some uh, crazy news from Walgreens here regarding Uh abortion pills we got to talk about. Plus, there's some news we talked about on Friday's After Party podcast uh, coming out of South Carolina, uh, which is really disturbing. This is on the abortion front. So this is, once again, the Republican Party reacting to a horrible couple of elections, 2020, 2022, by doubling down on all the things that made people vote against them. Exactly. <laughs> smart, smart politics. These are the guys who are all about winning elections, right? And they can't Genius. win anymore. I wonder why. So, Well, you know, they, who needs policies when you can cheat? If, if there's a wafer-thin silver lining in any of this, <laughs> it's the fact that it's yeah. going to scare away swing voters. So, it should. We hope so. We have to keep people aware. Yes, and I think that's one of the most important things to do as well, to not only inform people of what the the truth is about the transgender community, but also to let our transgender friends know that they're not alone, that we have their backs, that we're there for them if they need us. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, especially uh, our trans friends in red states. So if you know trans people, uh, or if you are a trans person yourself, and you also have trans friends, uh, it's important that we remain in strong solidarity uh, as these uh, Republicans continue to you know, solve inflation by attacking trans people. Man. My God. So I mean, These are people who pay taxes, who pay their bills, who uh, get their kid to school on time and raise a good kid. Um, uh, you know, uh, these, are, these are your neighbors. These are fellow citizens. These are good people that you want That's to right. be part of this country. And to treat them as if they don't exist or to treat them as a special group that deserves special scrutiny and, and uh, its own set of rules, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's time for all Americans to stand up. And I, I, on a brighter note, I think more and more Americans are ready to do just that. And I think yeah. a lot of what's happening here in Florida, at least, and, and perhaps even Georgia, which I hope we get to, but I think a lot of what's happening in Florida right now is uh, this growing pushback against these various forms of fascism from the attack on uh, the LGBTQ IA plus community and, and uh, you know, on, on books, on, on, on everything. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's so crucial to continue to focus on state-level politics as well. Uh, More I, than I can't ever. emphasize that enough. Yeah, as we're seeing all of these laws, it's not Congress. As far as I'm concerned, Congress is completely ineffectual at this point. All of this bullshit is coming from the state legislatures. And so right. the more the left focuses on state-level politics, I think the better off we'll all be. Okay, so if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts and the other podcast platforms, you're only hearing the first hour of the show, don't you know? There's an extra 20 minutes of show. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. An extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday podcast. We're usually drunk by that time. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. And it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. Either way, it'll get you there. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and they're only going to cost you $5 per month. Plus, you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. You're also going to get access to the comments under each episode, plus the Patreon app. So don't miss out. That's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! This is, uh, I Hate You, Just Kidding. That's the name of the band. If you're listening to the show, you're familiar with these guys. Uh, I Hate You, Just Kidding. A song called Dreaming. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Just go to bobseska.com. Click on the link for this episode dated March 7, 2023. Once you click on that thing, just scroll on down and you'll find all the links for the indie music here on the show. Brand new indie music countdown is out now on our Patreon page for free. So if you go to our Patreon page, even if you're not a subscriber, you can listen to the indie music countdown there. Of course, that's yeah. always patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. Uh, all the amazing songs from uh, the month of February. Uh, all in order in, in, in playlist form. February. February. And, and by the <laughs> way, are we touching the clocks again this weekend? Uh, yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> except in, in, uh, <laughs> my favorite okay. one. Yeah, you move forward an yeah. hour, except, except in Florida where we turn it back 100 years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I like mm-hmm. it when we spring forward so this way it doesn't get dark at uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. So Right. It yeah. should be dark when I get up in the morning instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to satisfy my preference, you're just going to have to suffer. See, that's clearly, how that works. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. That thing, the, the year-round daylight savings time is never going to happen. Uh, if anything, we may eventually lock into standard time, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think we're stuck with this. I really, I don't think it will ever, 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 ever change. I don't know. I mean, it passed uh, what did it pass the House last year? I thought, it was, I thought it was the Senate. I'm not sure. Uh, one or the other. It passed one of the chambers of Congress with bipartisan support. And so, then it was withdrawn before the other House could vote on it. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. But yeah. I, I remember reporting that it was actually passed, that it became law, and I well, had to correct that. I was right. I was wrong about you, that. You were ex- you were excited. Yeah, well, that's because right, I love because it would have established permanent daylight savings time, which is the I summer know. part of the yeah. uh, but, duality here. 
as as I said on a previous show, here on the West Coast, in of and anybody who lives on the west side of their time zone, on the western edge of their time zone, as I do, I, I'm on the western edge of the East Coast time zone. Yeah, uh, which uh, is there's an hour difference right there, and in sunrise time. And uh, what happens then is the sun wouldn't come up until eight twenty two on December twenty second. I mean, it, it's just too. It, that's dark for too long. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wouldn't be full daylight until like nine. Yeah. I mean, though, not a lot of activities, unless you're a fisherman or a farmer, not a lot of activities happen outside, like social activities or uh, driving somewhere to go do something fun outdoors. That hardly ever happens at seven o'clock in the morning. You know, it's rough. I'll tell you what's rough. Iceland. If you're if you're in Iceland, yeah, screw that. Seriously, if you're in Iceland, I we walked out of a club uh, at like three o'clock in the morning, and the sun was shining. <laughs> uh, and and you think, well, the sun's shining, I should be able to get a cab. Not in not in Iceland at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. No, you're not getting a cab. Uh, yeah, it's it it's and they put like extra dark shades on the windows just because the yeah, sun won't stop. Yeah. And then of course they have the dark times of year. Well, so I'm already. It, it could be all I'm saying is it could be worse. I'm already sweating because I know this isn't going to go anywhere good in the comments under this episode. Just be like, <laughs> oh, you're wrong, you're wrong. There's nothing more divisive. It's even more divisive than politics to talk about <laughs> the time change, to talk yeah. about daylight savings and so on. People get really militant with those things. Okay, everyone listening, just pretend you never heard any of that. <laughs> Well, that's okay. I'm just going to cut it right out of the show anyway. So, <laughs> um, so let's see what we're we going to talk about. Oh yeah, Walgreens is refusing to distribute morning after pills, abortion pills, yes, yeah, in their pharmacies. Uh, in, to, in, in like 20 states, including some that uh, where abortion is legal. Yeah, it's mifepristone, isn't it? Isn't that the yes. one that? Okay, yeah, they're not going to dispense that. Yeah. So. Um, what has uh, occurred in the wake of that is a boycott of Walgreens, first of all. And Gavin Newsom announced yesterday, well, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, I think. Yeah, yeah it was yesterday. That California will no longer do business with Walgreens. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that means that Walgreens is going to get booted out of the state of California. I think that but it's means. it's going to hurt them. Yeah, I think the state government of California. Is no longer going to do business with Walgreens. I think that's right, the right. idea. But that that will, uh, I'm told, force uh, some locations in California to close. That they will have to draw back there. It does, although it doesn't kill Walgreens. It's going to cut into their profits. That's California we're talking about. Even if we're just talking about uh, state government and official business. Uh, so you know that's a significant thing that the governor is doing here, and I applaud him for it. I wish I could join the boycott, but I'm not in a position to do so. My health insurance is tied in with Walgreens, uh, like United Healthcare. Yeah. And uh, I'd have no choice. I, it's Walgreens or or nobody. So I would have to change not only pharmacies and all the prescriptions, but the, the health insurance itself. And I have more than one policy with them. Mm -hmm. It gets complicated. I, I support the boycott. I strongly support what Newsom is doing. I support anything anybody can do to fight Walgreens on this. And I'm mad at them, but I personally am, uh, I believe, helpless in this situation you know what this is this is walgreens participating in the trump boat parade you, <laughs> that's essentially you what we're talking about here if you're a company you can't be woke but you can be anti-woke that's exactly right and walgreens is planting its flag right there 
in the yeah. anti-woke category. Uh, well, I think they're trying to play it safe, and I think yeah. it's biting them in the ass is what I think is happening. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if they don't pull back from this somewhat. They may keep it in the states where abortion is illegal uh, and uh, and drop this plan for the, the few Democratic states where they, they also plan to stop uh, providing this bill. Don't underestimate California ever, 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 right. ever. Right. California right. is going to save this republic in many, many ways. Certainly going to save humanity to an extent insofar as mm -hmm. California determines what kind of cars are produced and sold inside and, the United States. And a lot of other safety laws concerning yeah. chemicals and other such things, yes. Right, right. But meantime, on the opposite end of that spectrum comes crazy South Carolina. Bunch of hotheads down there. I've always been a thorn in the side of uh, liberty and equality in this country. And, of course, I'm not talking about the people of South Carolina. I'm talking about the South Carolinian government in a, to an extent, conservatives in that government. Republican politicians primarily, although yeah. they have some hillbilly support. Well, as we talked about on Friday's after party, South Carolina Republicans have introduced a bill to include the death penalty for women who have abortions. Yeah. This is, uh, the bill is called H3549. And they want to charge women with murder and sentence them to the death penalty. There are no allowable exceptions in this bill. So they're being completely reasonable. Yeah. If you're dying and you have an abortion to stay alive, you can claim self-defense in court. So <laughs> at the very mildest... If you have to have an abortion to save your own life, you still have to go to court and defend yourself. And having to argue that in court, that, that's, I mean, that's unconstitutional. I would have no problem as a judge throwing that out. Yeah, well, the judges in the current Supreme yeah, Court, I, I have zero confidence and, in. There's just... And, and in South Carolina. Yes, yeah, that's what yeah. concerns me is that all of this legislation is going to get to those people and they're going to go, well, you know... Religious freedom, you know, it's, you got to allow people. Yeah, it's unconstitutional to have to try to prove yourself innocent. <clears throat> right. So my other question is: Will men who participate in the abortion process, facilitating it, driving someone to get an abortion, paying for an abortion, uh, will those men be convicted for conspiracy to commit murder? Accessories to murder. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What if embryos are aborted in the process of IVF? What happens there? Is that also murder punishable by the death penalty? Are you going to be sitting there in death row and there's going to be a guy next to you who's like, yeah, I murdered my entire family with a chainsaw. And what are you in for? Well, you know what? I had a miscarriage. A lot of this has to do with not actual legislating. I mean, legislating is only a small part of the equation here for these Republicans. This is about pandering to the base. This is about feeding nonsense and disinformation and awfulness. It's also, yeah. it's also about killing institutions and, and American <laughs> governmental norms. Yeah. This is fascism <laughs> on the march. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what this is. So we got to start paying attention. As I said before, we got to start paying attention to state-level <laughs> yeah. races. And that means, you know, this coming up November, a lot of state-level races. It's not just uh, every two years. We have a lot of these things. And we need to focus more on those. 
But you know what? There uh, are yeah, organizations yeah. like Sister District and so on that are doing great work at the state level, building up uh, attention, building up momentum for Democratic candidates. And this is all important shit going on. So I'm glad that there's at least that. We are making strides in, in that direction. There, so. there, are, there are people listening who might be surprised how well they would do to run for public office. Yeah. Uh, I, at least one of our listeners is, and we're very proud of her, and we're, we're rooting for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Natalie Ziemba. Natalie Ziemba. Is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, it, it, you know, you could do that. You can volunteer. But we're talking about your community here. Uh, th- this is, and this is where everything's happening right now. We talked uh, earlier in the year about uh, parents showing up at school board meetings and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, and now, uh, DeSantis, in Florida, there's a bill. One of the bills on the table here in Florida is to make uh, school board elections partisan. Right. So you have to declare as a Democrat or a Republican in order to run oh, for school board. And then uh, that way the Republican governor knows who to support. By the way, electnatalieziemba.com yes. is the yes, website you where go. you can support her run for city council help, in help her out because Woodstock. Yes. Yeah, this is one of our people who's uh, trying to out there trying to make a difference. And if it's not something you can do, what we can do is support her and others like her and get involved in campaigns, get involved just get involved. There yeah. are plenty of uh, indivisible. Get involved in in uh, various groups that are out there available. Find the one, ask your doctor if indivisible is right for you. Uh but but get involved and and uh, because this is serious and and it does really start at the local and county and state level. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is where the decisions are being made on, on abortion, on transgender rights, on books. Uh, so this is this these are the trenches in which we need to be fighting. And if you live in Northern Virginia, make sure to support uh, Carl Frisch, who's running yes. for re-election for the Fairfax County School Board. And yes. you know, another Carl example, of, yeah, another example of saying, hey, you know what? We're just going to throw our hats in the ring and, and actually run for something here rather than just screaming from the sidelines on social media like I do. Don't be a coward like me. <laughs> Go run for something. Seriously. All right. Uh, did you see any of CPAC, Buzz? Did you watch any I, of the highlights I, 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 from no, CPAC? No, I, I saw the highlight reel. That's all I saw. Okay, that's yeah. all you needed to see. I think the big yeah. takeaway as far as Donald Trump went, he spoke uh-huh. for approximately eight and a half hours. To like six people. Yeah. It, yeah. God, I was having flashbacks watching that thing back to uh, uh-huh. the early days of COVID when yes. I watched every single one of those daily press conferences that he did. <laughs> God, how'd that like, pay? How'd that pay off for you in the long run, Bob? <laughs> uh, four words: PTSD. That's uh-huh. yeah. But at his CPAC speech this past weekend, I thought the big takeaway were these four words: "I am your retribution." Uh huh. That I'm surprised you didn't come up with that in 2017 or 2016. Right. Because that seems like the centerpiece of everything that is Trumpism. His whole purpose on the political the object, scene is to the serve. Of the game. Yeah. yeah, it's the object of the game. Exactly right. <laughs> the object of the game is for Donald Trump to own the libs. He is their retribution. He is the retribution and, of all and, of these allegedly disaffected, grievance uh, addicted, racist white people. That's what he's all about to them. Oh, yeah, and Joe Redneck is cheering this on because they, too, want to own the libs, so he's speaking their language. Yeah, and he's also speaking the language of Joseph Goebbels. 
Here's what Joseph yeah. Goebbels had to yeah. say about retribution back on uh, June 5th, 1943. Uh, One day, the hour of retribution will come. And so that's essentially what Donald Trump was saying. Support me, and I will become president again, and I will be your retribution. I will seek vengeance against your perceived enemies. And the people, I mean, what he's really saying is, I'm going to seek revenge against my own enemies, and I'm going to use the yeah. presidency as the cudgel with which to do that. They, they see their enemies. The listeners see their enemies as his enemies. They, they agree on that point. So, yeah, they're, they're all for that. And, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, this is what he's all about. I was thinking this morning about how very dark and fascistic things are looking in mm. this country uh, when I look at what's happening in Georgia and Florida and, frankly, many other states, Texas certainly. Uh, I, you know, we, can't, we couldn't have imagined ourselves in this position uh, what six eight years ago? We 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 never we didn't. I mean, I'm not sure we saw this coming, but with the election of Donald Trump, we knew it was, and it it's here. And even though he's no longer president, it, it seems to be getting worse, not better. And uh, so, uh, I mean, we we have, you know, it's not only time to start paying attention. It's it's time to start moving. It's time it's time to set political action into motion. To, to stop and, and crush this growing fascism. Yeah, I think to an extent we all thought, well, it's going to be the Republican Congress. It usually is. What a pain in the ass those people are. Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, uh, Paul Gosar, all the rest, Kevin McCarthy. Really, the, the highest stakes... The state legislatures. That's where all of this awfulness is, is happening. I, I, I can't mm -hmm. say that enough. I've said it, what, right. four or five times already on today's show? Uh, but, but that's the thing, and, that, and that's where the misdirect came in. There's like so much focus on the congressional elections, and it turns out, well, ultimately, Congress is completely stalemated. There's nothing that's going to happen in Congress, uh, at least in the next two years, uh, other than these ridiculous dog and pony shows, these uh, uh, fact-free disinformation uh, bonanzas that are these uh, hearings that Jim Jordan and the others are having. But beyond that, as far as legislation goes, eh. It's not, I mean, that's it. Uh, I mean, the debt ceiling, maybe there's that. But beyond right. that, it's just a, a big nothing burger. And the danger is the thing the that's, that sneaks up behind us, right? That mm -hmm. sneaks up behind trans people, sneaking up behind women, sneaking up behind uh, black voters, and so on. That's the, the real danger that we face right now. That's where the darkness is, uh, to use your term. But uh, meantime, Donald Trump uh, also pledged to stay in the 2024 presidential race, even if he's indicted. As far as I'm concerned, indictments imminent. <laughs> Could be any second right. now. Who knows? God, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I always kind of keep an eye on Twitter after we wrap up a show because I'm always <laughs> assuming that it's going to happen then. Well, and in the case of Georgia, and I don't know if you're planning on getting to this or when, but in the case of Georgia, the clock is really ticking now on Fonnie Willis. Yeah. Uh, because in, in as little as two weeks, the Georgia legislature could pass a language that would allow Republicans in control of that state to fire any elected prosecutor, any district attorney they wanted to fire. Yeah. Well, uh, we all know who they're going for. They're going for Fonnie Willis to stop her indictment of, of Donald Trump, which means she has two weeks or less probably to get some indictments across the finish line. Uh, whether, you know, and it's not something she's inclined to do if she's not ready. Yeah. Uh, so she's in a tough spot here. And 
you know, this is the fascistic Republican governance of, of Georgia that's, uh, that, that could put an end to national justice, at least in this case. Yeah, and meantime, Donald Trump won the uh, CPAC straw poll <laughs> yeah. with 62% of the votes. His closest rival was Ron DeSantis with 20% of the votes. That gets one of these. Yeah, sorry, Ron. But you know the, you know who came in third who? in the CPAC straw poll? Who? A guy named Perry Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. I have no He's, idea who that is. <laughs> no one knows who he is. <laughs> he could. This guy, when he ran this for guy. governor or tried to run for governor in Michigan, right. couldn't even collect the signatures to get on the goddamn ballot. He'll do real well. And he came, but he came in third in the seat. Ahead of, ahead of Nikki, ahead of Nikki Haley. Yes. Ahead of Mike yeah, Pence, the former yeah, vice right. president. Right. Right. Well, first of all, he looks like the Joker. I mean, I think that's ah. the main comparison. And then everyone was saying Perry Johnson looks like Martin Short as M oh. Ed Grimley. I was like, Jesus, don't insult Martin Short like that. <laughs> this guy's much scarier looking and his politics are even scarier. So, uh, yeah, third place somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so look out but on DeSantis. Perry Johnson's nipping at your heels. It was a very Trumpy CPAC this year, as it, yeah. as it has been lately, but uh, that kept everybody out. Ron DeSantis stayed away. I think the takeaway for me right now is even though DeSantis only has 20% currently, uh, that's a big chunk out of uh, potential Trump voters. It's It divides the ticket at the very least. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and I read something that was educated today on we've wished before for a Trump third-party run. Uh, there are six states that have sore loser laws uh, that won't allow that to happen if Trump waits until after if, if the Republican Party picks a nominee that isn't him and he gives that as his excuse to go third party, he's screwed himself. He loses 91 electoral votes because there are six states that have sore loser laws that won't allow him to run. So if he's going to go third party, it has to happen before uh, the the uh, general election or before the primary election. Uh, yeah, before the primary in, in order for him to, to get away with this. And we, we can hope for that if, if uh, DeSantis is... Support remains as strong as it is and or gets stronger, uh, then uh, we might just get Trump in a third party. And at the very least, I think we get a divided ticket. Well, this is kind of contradicting myself uh, on Ron DeSantis. I've been saying that Ron DeSantis doesn't have the charisma, uh, doesn't have the Zaza Zoo to be able to become the Republican nominee with a, a party that's so accustomed to the charisma of Donald Trump. Right. Well, Ron DeSantis is going to have to uh, pick up the pace on this in order to stop Donald Trump from getting the nomination. And all I can say on that front is that at this point in time, in the 2008 election cycle, Barack Obama wasn't even a blip on, in, right. the, in the polling right. among Democrats. So that and, was and all it took was um, le what was less than a year that Barack Obama went from not even knowing whether he was going to run. Mm -hmm. This is in 2007. Nobody knew his name Yeah, to outside the of Illinois. To the point where he was blowing the roof off of places uh, mm -hmm. speaking by the end of 2007 and ended up winning Iowa 
at the beginning of 2008. And that was the beginning of the end of the Hillary Clinton campaign. And so I don't want you to take the Ron DeSantis 20% of the straw vote at CPAC as meaning that Donald right. Trump's got this as a as a walk-off home run. As what, do, right. what do they call that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe I tried to use a sports a, metaphor on the it's show. It's a sports game. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't think that Donald Trump is the easy bet as far as the nomination goes. Ron DeSantis could very easily uh, pick up the pace from here and, and, and end up getting it. What, what DeSantis is doing in the meantime uh, is he waits until June. He may wait as late as June to announce that he's running for president. So he, he it doesn't bother him right now that he's not making great inroads because he's not even started trying yet. Uh, in fact, I believe he said uh, just the other day to a closed-door session, you ain't seen nothing yet. And here's what he's done. Here's what he's proposing. And every... Both houses of the Florida legislature are going to approve all of this stuff. They are rubber stamping every single thing he does. Uh, the, the bills on the floor would allow Floridians to carry concealed weapons without a permit or training. They would ban diversity and equity programs at public universities, expand school vouchers robbing from public school budgets, allow a death sentence without a unanimous jury, make it easier to sue the news media, and to further restrict abortion. All of these things are for the purpose of exciting the Republican base nationwide. Yep. This is all a show. It's an ugly show with very real and ugly consequences for the people of Florida. But that's what DeSantis is doing now. This is his current form of campaigning, is to push through uh, increasingly bizarre and fascistic stuff. Yeah, and I would say that it would be a mistake to kind of label him as being a Jeb Bush Republican <laughs> because right. oh, I yeah. think that's what Donald Trump is trying to do. He's trying to make it seem as though Ron DeSantis is a generic old school Republican and uh, Ron DeSantis is doing his best to be a carbon copy of Donald Trump. And trying to do it more and better. It was uh, funny, uh, Trump told CPAC, I am your warrior. And I, my thought was, if he's their warrior, my advice to CPAC is get him a Fitbit. <laughs> he had the chance to be a warrior in Vietnam and decided, hey, you know what? These goddamn bone spurs. I can't. Ouch. I can't do it. Owie, ouch. All right. Here in just a second, uh, we got to talk about Tucker Carlson uh, lying about the Jan 6 footage. He did this last oh, night. I've yes. got some audio clips of Tucker Carlson. And we're going to pick apart his deceptive presentation of this video last night. Yeah. So, and also we got to talk about uh, Twitter and uh, the madness happening there as far as trolls go and Elon Musk's continued paranoia. So lots more it's to almost, come. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to screw up your momentum. It's, it's gotten a lot darker over at Twitter in several oh, yeah. ways. Yeah. And I look forward to talking about that with you. All right. Lots more to come on the show. Back after these words. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska plays more music. Timmy and Wonderland Rangers. It's been a long time since I played this song. This is a song called Baby's Bread. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Also on our Patreon page. So if you're listening on our Patreon page, uh, all the links for the independent music on the show are all right there in the description. Okay. bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so where do we leave off? Tucker Carlson lying about the Jan 6 footage on his show last night, as we predicted. He plans to continue tonight as well. And why did we predict that, Buzz? Well, because Fox News is loaded with liars. Uh, Tucker Carlson is the prime suspect there, as far as that goes. And uh, I think it's fair to assume at this point that everything that happens on Fox News Channel is bullshit. Bullshit. From top to bottom. It is 100% bullshit. Bullshit. Including what uh, used to be their news programming. By the way, their news programming was bullshit, too. Their news programming, they selected... Uh, news stories that would fit a certain narrative that would tweak a certain bias. So while the actual reporting of the news stories themselves was presented as as being straight news, Mm -hmm. the reality was, well, we're reporting this because it feeds our ongoing narrative and is reflected on our opinion shows as well. So that's the whole point of that. So Tucker Carlson took this footage that was handed to him, 40,000, what is it, 40,000 hours of video footage handed over from Kevin McCarthy? Yes, 44,000, yes. Mm -hmm. And Tucker Carlson wasn't able to come up with much, and what he did come up with was all bullshit. Bullshit. And so... Here is an example of what Tucker Carlson was talking about. This is part of his introduction last night on his show. Three weeks ago, thanks to the new Republican Speaker's Office, we gained access to thousands of hours of surveillance video that help answer that question. The January 6th committee had access to this very same tape and watched much of it. Okay, going to stop right there. Going to stop right there. What was the magic word in that? Much. Much. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Much of it. The January 6th committee, well, they didn't watch all of it. They just watched much of it. So they don't know what they're talking about because they didn't watch all of it. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Of course they watched all of it. It implies that Fox News has pieces that the committee did not see. Right. So it may not have been every single committee member watching 40,000 hours of footage, which, by the way, Tucker Carlson didn't watch all 40,000 hours either. It's doled out among staff members. No, they're fast-forwarding to it to find the, quote, peaceful parts. (laughs) That's right. 
So this is the bullshit of the situation with Tucker Carlson. It's those magic words that he inserts into his propaganda mm -hmm. that sends a signal to the lizard brain, to the soft skulls of his viewers to go, huh, they're trying to trick me. Hmm. When in fact, it's Tucker Carlson trying to trick you. So here magic we go. Words, magic words, by the way, are a form of hypnotism. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is part of his gig. This is part of his game. Yes, it is. But as we're about to show you, committee members lied about what they saw and then hid the evidence from the public as well as from January 6th criminal defendants and their lawyers. That is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. That is unforgivable. So we must punish them, right? That's the whole idea That's here. That's the implication, yes. Yeah. And th the accusation that they lied about the video footage, how do you lie about video footage? That we've all, that they can't deny the video footage we've all seen. <laughs> right, right. So here's an example of Tucker Carlson saying that the January 6th committee lied about the footage of Josh Hawley running away from the insurrectionists. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because that's real important. Yes. This is Tucker Carlson's crack investigation of the Josh Hawley footage. When the committee wasn't accusing Republican office holders of planning riots on January 6th, it was accusing them of running away from those riots like cowards. In the case of Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, the committee and their allies accused him of both. Josh Hawley is a To prove that Josh Hawley was a coward, the committee released video- That wasn't the point. The point was not to say Josh Hawley is a coward. The point was to show Josh Hawley's duplicity. The point was to say that Josh Hawley was encouraging the insurrectionists in front of them, and then when they were no longer looking, he was actually showing his true colors by running away from the insurrectionists. Separating himself as quickly as possible from the fire that he'd helped set. Yes, that's exactly what the January 6th committee was saying in that very famous uh, section of hearings. So let's continue here. ...of him loping out of the building on the afternoon of January 6th with a police escort. The tape became a staple on social media. Democrats laughed with derision. Later that day... Okay, this is, again, this is tweaking the biases of the audience. Okay, yes, they're laughing at you, is what I he's saying. Laugh. They're laughing at you. They think right. you're ridiculous. Wow. Listen to them laughing. <laughs> oh, they don't they don't laugh quite like that. That's Tucker laughing. All right. Senator Hawley fled. After those protesters he helped to rile up, stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. All right, they're showing the video. There's the laughter. We all know this. We all watch this. But in fact, the surveillance footage we reviewed shows that famous clip was a sham, edited deceptively by the January 6th committee. The clip was propaganda, not evidence. The actual video... Oh, yes, Fox News really, really hates it when video is deceptively edited. When you don't like evidence, it's propaganda. It's, it's, it's still... Pro tip, it's still evidence. How many videos made by James O'Keefe and James O'Keefe copycats has Fox News aired without saying once that it's selectively edited? And every single those video, every single one of those videos was selectively edited. But now they're saying that this footage was selectively edited when it wasn't selectively edited. It was just to say Josh Hawley encouraging insurrectionists. Josh Hawley, on the other end, running away from insurrectionists. Case closed. That's it. That's all that was being said. 
But here's Tucker's interpretation of it. The videotape shows that Hawley was one of many lawmakers being ushered out of the building by Capitol Hill police officers. And in fact, Hawley was at the back of the pack. The coward tape was a lie one of many from the January 6th committee. Well, you know what? It's a lie if you say that the January 6th committee wanted to paint Josh Hawley as being a coward. That wasn't the point. That wasn't the point. He he, he wasn't being a coward. He was being a politician, trying to separate himself as quickly as possible from the fire he had just helped set. That's exactly fucking right. That's exactly right. And yes, the footage that Tucker showed showed a bunch of other lawmakers running down that hallway. And then you see Josh Hawley, after a beat or two, also running down the hallway. Fellas, wait it, for me. It doesn't matter. In fact, yeah, that's what it kind of looks like. It looks like <laughs> it looks like the kid from A Christmas Story wearing too many clothes, too many jackets, and saying, hey, wait for me, guys, come on. And, and, and <laughs> it's just, it, it was a funny clip, and it showed exactly what you're talking about, the duplicity of the Republican caucus. In the face of the insurrectionists, we love you, we love you, we love you. Behind the scenes, oh my God, these weirdos. It's exactly what the text messages from Fox News about uh, the the big lie in the Dominion case is all about. It's about that duplicity. It's about saying in public that this is what happened and in private saying, well, that's crazy talk. It's exactly the same thing. And it doesn't matter if there was footage of other... We saw all kinds of footage. How much footage did we watch during those January 6th hearings of all kinds of other lawmakers running from the insurrectionists? Whether it's uh, Mitt Romney or Mike Pence or any number of people hiding, running away. Of course that was the behavior of all of them. They were acting out of an abundance of caution. Yes. And you would have too. What was weird about Josh Hawley is Josh Hawley claimed to support the insurrection. And, th- and, and yet ran, ran away. Yeah, yeah right, exactly right, right. Right, right. That's the goddamn point, Tucker Carlson. All right, that's it for that tape. Now, next is uh, Tucker Carlson mis- misrepresenting the nature of the insurrectionists and, and what they were doing inside the building. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. A s- just a small percentage of them. Just a few. As you, Yeah, they were able Not- to... <laughs> Not the thing you saw on TV. That didn't happen. Yes. How many have been, what, 900 so far? How many? How many? Here, here, I have it right here, Bobby. You're going you're gonna to okay. appreciate this information. Great. Nearly 1,000 people. You know, the news here, nothing Carlson did here was newsworthy. Here's, here's the news. The news is what he didn't show yeah. last night and what he won't be showing tonight. Yeah. Nearly 1,000 people have been charged in connection with the Capitol attack. About 140 officers were assaulted that day, and about 326 people have been charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers or employees, including 106 assaults that happened with deadly or dangerous weapons. About 60 people pleaded guilty to assaulting law enforcement. Two pipe bombs were planted nearby, although not detonated. Uh, these are the things Tucker isn't mentioning to the Red Hat audience. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for that information because that is the perfect counterpoint to this bullshit narrative that Tucker Carlson is trying to create. I mean, predictably enough, we all knew that as soon as this was announced that he was going to get this video footage, that he was going to do exactly this. And then the Dominion lawsuit has further embossed that analysis. We should only ever take Tucker Carlson Carlson as a 100% grade A bullshitter. Bullshit. That's what he does. 
So here's, uh, let's continue with this tape here about yeah, the yeah. crowd and how it's just a bunch of tourists and they're meek and feeble and they don't know what they're doing. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. Yes, they were peaceful, orderly, and meek as they were mm-hmm. trespassing inside the Capitol and invading the offices of uh, people like Nancy Pelosi and ch- chanting, hang Mike Pence. The boldness of this lie is second only to the lie that Trump won. <laughs> That's right. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Yes, sightseers. That's exactly how you go about visiting the Capitol building. You barge in behind a crowd that was killing Capitol police officers and and invading the the House chamber and the Senate chamber and vandalizing, smearing their shit on the wall. Yep, and and bringing flagpoles and uh, <sighs> bear spray and uh, hammers and bats. Yeah, no, that's they were a peaceful bunch. They were just there to see the sights, Bob. Yeah, I mean, don't you ever bring hammers and bats when you're Always. visiting Washington D.C.? I never, I never take any kind of with museums, whatever. I never take any kind of tour without a hammer. <laughs> Shit! Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January sixth. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. Neat little lines, yes, when they were chanting heave ho and crushing Capitol Police officers. Neat little lines, sure. They give each other tours outside the Speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the elect... <laughs> Black is white, left is oh, right, up always, is down. Always smear your feces on anything you revere. <laughs> was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally. Yes, the QAnon shaman, uh, who pled guilty, by the way, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> the Q- There's an image of someone who he's saying is the QAnon shaman taking a picture of something on the wall in a hallway somewhere. Uh-huh. So that means clearly innocent. So I don't know why they were persecuting this guy. Because he was just there taking pictures. He's an innocent guy. That's that's why he was sentenced to 41 months in prison. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You people, if you're a Fox News viewer and you're trolling the show right now, you are getting fucked over by the people that you admire and that you support with ratings and uh, purchasing their merch. They are this, deceiving you. You are a victim of their shenanigans, of their cynical cash grabs. Fox News has the gall. After we got written proof that they lied and that they knew they were lying about the results of the 2020 election, we've gotten hard proof that they're liars. Uh, Fox's immediate response is to have Tucker dump all these lies out onto the air, including yep. that Democrats lied about the death of Officer Sicknick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a Sicknick uh, video of uh, him walking around the Capitol after the mob attack and quoting Carlson, they knew he was not murdered by the mob, but they claimed it anyway. <sighs> he died of a blood clot. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Stroke. Yeah, they were just there. They were just fun, having fun and revering the Capitol. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, before we wrap up here, uh, Twitter insiders are saying they can't protect users from trolls. 
So uh, <laughs> this is anything. Yeah, yeah. There's just not enough staff to protect people from the hate speech happening there. And they're talking about how child sexual exploitation is on the rise on Twitter and not being sufficiently raised with law enforcement. Targeted harassment campaigns aimed at curbing freedom of expression and foreign influence operations once removed daily from Twitter are going undetected, according to recent employees. Uh, exclusive data showing how misogynistic online hate targeting is uh, is on the rise since the takeover and that there's oh, yeah. been a 69% increase in new accounts following misogynistic and abusive profiles. Documented. Rape survivors have been targeted by accounts that have become more active since the takeover with indications they've been reinstated or, or newly created. I think a lot of us have recognized mm-hmm. this happening in real time. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is more evidence about that. And it's all right on time as pro-Trump forces are now using bots to attack Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. So this is, uh, according to the Associated Press, thousands of pro-Trump bots are attacking those candidates. Over the past 11 months, someone created thousands of fake automated Twitter accounts, perhaps hundreds of thousands of them, to offer a stream of praise for Donald Trump. I'm telling you, man, this whole situation with Twitter and now Facebook is going to do something similar where they're going to be offering up their own version of Twitter blue on both Facebook Mm -hmm. and Instagram. Right. This is creating a new loophole that will repeat what happened in 2016. Something has to be done about this. Otherwise, we're looking at another social media-led disinformation campaign that could possibly elevate Trump to the presidency again. And uh, I think that is, we've left this to the end of the show, but I, <laughs> this will not be an end of the show thing in an ongoing way. We will certainly offer more attention to this as, uh, as time goes on, as this uh, 2024 election starts to take shape. And this is uh, deeply concerning. Meantime, Elon is worried that he's going to be ousted from within Twitter. So he goes around with uh, two bulky bodyguards, according uh-huh. to the Daily Beast. Even when he goes to the restroom, according Paranoid to it. much. <laughs> yeah. The two bearded guards went viral back in January after they accompanied Musk at a securities fraud trial and appeared to have accompanied him to Twitter after his $44 billion purchase of the social media site. A Twitter engineer identified only as Sam told BBC News, wherever he goes in the office... There are at least two bodyguards, very bulky, tall Hollywood movie bodyguards, even when he goes to the restroom. He said the constant use of bodyguards suggested that Musk, who has sacked a huge number of Twitter staff, including coders, does not trust his remaining staff at Twitter HQ in San Francisco. (laughs) I think he's worried about a coup. He's (laughs) worried that they're going to... They're going to take over Twitter uh, and lock him out of the door. A little paranoia there. And uh, all the while, uh, more and more outages because of the personnel cutbacks he's made. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wheels are coming off of Twitter. I used to not want people to leave, stay and fight. I'm not sure it'll still be standing much longer. Uh, And that's why Bob and I can be found on Spoutable and Mastodon and Post. Uh, as well as Facebook and Twitter for as long as they last. Yeah, strongly recommend Spoutable right now. And if you happen to have a legacy blue check on Spoutable, I mean on uh, Twitter or Instagram, if you sign up at Spoutable, there's a mechanism there, there's a process there where you can automatically get a blue check on Spoutable if you have an existing one on Twitter or Instagram. Where it's real, where it's deserved, where it's not purchased. Exactly right. 
So there is no Twitter blue clone on Spoutable, for sure. I'm not sure about the other platforms. I don't think there are. I don't think there are verified accounts on the other platforms, as far as I know. I've only yeah, recently... They're very different, yeah. Yeah, I've only re- re- recently reacquainted myself with uh, M- Mastodon. Uh, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to belch, and so that's why my, oh, <laughs> my voice suddenly sounds weird here at the end of the what show. What did you eat before the show today? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? It's the, I, I ate late. I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so lots more to talk about coming up on the uh, Shadow Docket portion of the show. <laughs> Notify the affiliates. We've run way, way long. I love that. Yeah. Uh, more fucked up bullshit from Florida Republicans. We're going to talk about that. Good. Uh, I've got some info on that as well. Yeah. A little uh, factoid about the debt ceiling. I want to talk about, oh my God, uh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. The return of Tiny Trump. Tiny Trump ah. is going to... Oh, make an appearance on that. Yeah. Well, see, you got to get in on the uh, shadow docket. That's just it. That's exactly right. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. $5 a month. That's it. You get two shadow docket shows every week. Uh, and that only goes to people who are signed up on the Patreon page. You can't get that anywhere else. The shadow docket is only available to people who subscribe for at least $5 a month on Patreon. So Also, also today, I'd like to tell folks what Republicans are doing toward the next election. That's right. Plus, uh, Steve Bannon is attacking Fox News. Uh, something about Jesse Waters here. I don't want to say what it is yet. but uh, and, then, uh, and then some possible Trump vice presidential candidates. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get to all this stuff. We're running way late, though. We're going to be done by Memorial Day at this rate. <laughs> Okay, uh, we'll see you again uh, on the Shadow Docket, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.